Hey, Bridgetown Church, John Mark Comer here with a pastoral word on behalf of our leaders. As all of you know, our nation and our city and our church are reeling right now from the last few weeks and the string of the kind of recent string of racist killings. George Floyd, who was a fellow follower of Jesus, is one, and his church called a gentle giant. Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Arbery, who was out for a run, and so many before them, not to mention the untold stories of the Chris Coopers of the world. And this is nothing new. That line is going around from Will Smith, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. But this is a historic moment, and I pray it is a tipping point for our city, for our nation, and honestly, for our church. It's very sad that it takes riots and social unrest and outrage to wake up people like myself and many more from our compromise and complicity in systemic racism. For those of you like myself who grew up in the middle class and or the majority culture, we can no longer in the digital age turn a blind eye to the reality of injustice against our black and brown brothers and sisters and so many others that in our nation goes back four centuries. Myself and our leaders over the last week have spent hours in prayer and in-depth conversation with people of color and with our diversity team and pastors of color in our city and beyond. And I just want to say three things on behalf of our leaders and do my best to articulate our heart. First, I want to begin with repentance. We repent for not doing more sooner I say we, but I take the responsibility. I was most at fault by far. We started as a church to kind of step into the waters of racial justice, or at least to talk about it. Three or four years ago with a Mark Charles lecture, over 800 of you came out that night. I started working on a teaching series on the subject matter. And in all honesty, like most of you know my shadow side and my just hyper-perfectionism got the better of me. I just, I was, I was working hard at it and hearing and learning and, and sorting through, man, all of the emotion there. And I just could not get it perfect in my mind. I could not get through the complexity to the simplicity on the other side. And I let my perfectionism and my fear of getting it wrong or saying the wrong thing, I let that paralyze me into inaction. And as a result, I did not lead our team well, and I for sure did not lead you well. And um, in no doubt, I missed out on what the Spirit of God has been up to, in particular over the last few years in our nation. And I repent of my sin to you. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. And I know that talk is cheap. It's one thing for me to say I'm sorry, but we commit to re-engage and to this time around not disengage. Secondly, we have been working for over a year with the diversity team made up of leaders of color from our own church to kind of chart a path forward for Bridgetown. It feels really weird to tell you this next part. My skin does crawl a little bit. I don't want it to come off like, no, really, we've been doing something at all. But this is just an attempt at transparency. And if you're a part of our church, this is stuff you should know that we've been working on. Number one, a year ago, we put together a diversity team to meet on a regular basis with our elders for us to listen and learn and collaborate together to chart a path forward. 
two, we've been working toward people of color in positions of leadership and influence at every level of our church. Leadership development in the family of God is slow work. Leaders are grown in a relational familial system, not turned out like a widget in a factory, but we have been working toward diversity in our leadership. Third, on that note, we have hired a pastor of color um, months ago, but the person is not with us yet, and more to come on that. God willing, the person will join us in September. And four, finally, a month or two ago, a number of uh, pastors from our city of color came to myself and a small group of kind of Pat Luis Palau organization, a small group of pastors that collaborate and work together for the city and let us know what we're now hearing a lot about in the news, that COVID-19 was hitting black and brown communities at a disproportionate and really kind of scary rate. And they said that's very true for churches and under-resourced neighborhoods. So their idea was, what if we came together to develop a church relief fund and those of us with extra gave to those that don't have Enough. So they put it together, they lead it and disperse the funds, but we, it was our joy and our honor to partner with them and give based on your radical generosity over the last few months. Again, I know these are very small steps. I just want you to know there is movement forward. Third, racial justice and the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the church and beyond is a long-term journey. There is no short, easy fix to systemic racism. And what we're hearing from our diversity team and from pastors of color that we look to is what matters is you know, less what we say and do right now to appease Instagram or whatever, and far more are we in this conversation a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, are we still in the language of the New Testament, the good fight of faith, or is it a fad or virtue, virtue signaling or just PR? Our leadership most of the time is slow and thoughtful, and we really don't want to react right now but we do want to respond. So we have a short-term response and then a much more important long-term response. Short term, we have Mark Strong coming to teach on Sunday. Mark is a friend of mine and a longtime pastor in our city of life change, just down the road, not that far on Williams, as well as a well-respected leader in the black community and far beyond for his Father Shift conference. He's come to speak at our church before. Most of you know him and he is a friend. And we've just asked, would you come and give a word, whatever is your, on your heart? Like he's just full blank check to come and speak into the life of our church. Please don't miss Sunday. Sunday. Um, to next weekend, Richard Probasco, who started our gathering this last Sunday at the very beginning and has been a friend and really a mentor to me for many years, over a decade now, and has been a pastor in the city for 53 years. His grandfather was a pastor in our city. He was here through the 50s and 60s. He was at Benson High School during the Civil Rights Movement, through the red line of the 70s and 80s. He has seen it all, and he's coming just to tell us his story and experience and to pastor us. Third, um, in the meantime, we're calling all of you to a week of lament to take at least a week, if not much longer, to slow down and let yourself feel, and especially for those of us who are white, 
to listen and lament alongside our brothers and sisters of color and to channel all of our kind of raw emotions to God in prayer and let him absorb them and, and refine them and purify them of our flesh in order to then transpose that energy into loving action for change in the world without wreaking havoc behind us. We plan to do this through the daily as well as our daily and weekly prayer gatherings. Also, we have three weeks of community guides coming your way. Week one is lament, week two is listen, and week three is learn. On that note, last, we have a resource page on our website. If you want a list of books to read that we recommend or teachings to listen to, or there's a book and a journal there by Latasha Morrison called Be the Bridge. That's excellent. Our entire staff is going through her curriculum over the summer. In fact, Latasha recommends that you kind of read the book, work through the curriculum, and for three months, you are just silent. You just listen and learn and adopt that posture of humility. That's a great place for many of us who are white to start the journey. Finally, long-term change, three things. One, we are working with our diversity team on a five-year plan for race and justice at Bridgetown Church, coming up with goals to work and pray toward, like leaders of color at every layer of our church from our elder team on out, to practical steps to how do we work with civic leaders on the systems of our city? What can we do as a church? Two, we're working on a biannual race and justice lecture series where we give teaching and we hear stories from people in our city and our church, and then we curate experts from around the world on the subject. And three, we commit to relationship with and mentorship from pastors and leaders of color from inside our church and outside. In all honesty, just to tell you the truth, I don't know what to say or to do most of the time. There's that line from that recent book that came out, the truth is everybody's winging it. Man, I feel like that more the last few weeks than ever before. And I just want to say that and open up in humility. And I want to follow the lead of pastors and spiritual leaders of color who have been in this fight, not for a few weeks or a few years, but since the day they were born and have stayed at it and stayed faithful to Jesus. To end, we know from our work on spiritual formation that any kind of change is slow and incremental and it's hard, but it is always worth the blood, sweat, and tears. This is a lifelong journey that we need to go on as a church to follow our pastor, Jesus, into what he has for us, and we need to stay on. And the first step for many of us uh, who are new to the journey or who are white is just to listen to our brothers and sisters of color and to lament alongside them as they have been on this journey for a very long time and are tired. Thank you for watching, and in the words of Jesus, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches.